my name is Robert Craig. I'm Executive Director of Citizen Action Wisconsin. And so uh, this we're introducing here the Tale of Two States 2016. It's a cost comparison report for health insurance between Wisconsin and Minnesota. And this is the fourth time we've done this report, but we've made enhancements this time. So I'm going to give a brief overview. I'm then going to hand it over to Kevin Kane, our lead organizer, who crunched the numbers. Then we'll be hearing from State Representative Deborah Polsky from Wisconsin, Minnesota State Representative Jennifer Schultz uh, from the Duluth area, and we'll then uh, adding cleanup will be Senator John Erpenbach from the Madison area and a major leader on health care reform issues here in Wisconsin. So let me just start to describe what we're looking at here. Um, as people know, uh, since the Affordable Care Act passed, uh, a lot of uh, the initiative has passed on to the state. Uh, the Affordable Care Act created some basic standards, such as making sure everyone had somewhere to get insurance no matter what, uh, where they couldn't be discriminated against based on pre-existing conditions and other factors, and where they were tax credits to help afford the coverage for all the people who fell between the cracks who didn't have good insurance at work. Uh, but it left a whole lot of other actions for the state and the states, and the Supreme Court actually expanded that scope by allowing states to turn down the expanded Medicaid money. And what we've been seeing in this report between Wisconsin and Minnesota, where there is not a huge difference in the states in terms of underlying medical costs or demographics that would explain it, is that there's a very large gap between Minnesota and Wisconsin in terms of individual health insurance plans available in the federal marketplace. And it's, it's also a huge uh, disparity uh, between different parts of the um, of, of Wisconsin, so that it, it, it changes dramatically uh, from one part of Wisconsin to another. Pause. So anyway, as I was saying, uh, this report compares Minnesota to Wisconsin rates. And uh, in the context of the Affordable Care Act, there are a lot of things states can do. We've moved from, we've, we've set basic standards in the Affordable Care Act, made sure everyone has somewhere to get, go to, to go to get health insurance, no matter what, and their tax credits to make it more affordable. Uh, but a lot of action shifted to states, and the Supreme Court increased that purview of the states by giving them the option to turn down the expanded Medicaid money. And what we see in, uh, consistently between Wisconsin and Minnesota is a huge unexplainable gap in health insurance rates that isn't explained by demographics, underlying medical costs, and that we think state policy is having a huge impact on, and we talk about that in this report. Uh, but specifically... Uh, we think that states that have tried to move beyond the Affordable Care Act, not just fight the same old fight of whether it's going to exist or not, uh, such as Minnesota, are doing much better than a state like Wisconsin, where it is not taking advantage of all of the tools available or move beyond them to focus on cost, which is a huge public concern, and rightly so, given uh, that wages have stagnated uh, for a long time, but health insurance costs continue to go up and are very unaffordable for a lot of people. And so what this report actually ends up doing, which is different than previous reports, we've looked at premiums in the past, just the premium. But as people know, uh, that's not the entire cost of insurance. Uh, Co-pays and, and out-of-pocket costs, especially deductibles, have a huge impact. And with the 2016 rates, there's been a lot of attention uh, pointed to Minnesota and the fact that though Minnesota was extremely low cost in 2015, there's been a large increase in premiums for 2016. What's interesting in this report is, is that we find that if you look at co-pays and you look at deductibles and premiums together, that in fact uh, the gap between Wisconsin and Minnesota has grown. That the gap, and Kevin is going to give you specific numbers, but in general terms, uh, there was a 43% gap between Wisconsin and Minnesota, with Wisconsin being more expensive in 2015. There is now a 47% gap. So Wisconsin saw 
worse healthcare inflation this year than Minnesota, and Wisconsin started from a much higher base because the rates were already more expensive. And that's when you take into account both premiums and deductibles. In Wisconsin, there was a stunning increase in deductibles. Uh, 47% is the number we've developed based on a weighted 46%, excuse me, based on a weighted average. And so that's even higher than we had reported a couple of weeks ago based on just the largest uh, metro areas in Wisconsin. So it's even worse once you wait for population. And so in Minnesota, we, and we talk about this in the report, Minnesota actually tried to get insurance companies uh, to raise premiums rather than deductibles because the tax credits uh, help more people to afford premiums than they do deductibles. And so within the Affordable Care Act context, it's better, if anything, to go up, if the premium go up, the worst thing is for the deductible to go up. And unfortunately, that's what's happened in Wisconsin. So this report also shows, and Kevin will dig into this a little bit as well, huge disparities between Wisconsin cities. So cities such as Wausau, Stevens Point, uh, Racine, Milwaukee, are much, much higher by a substantial factor than states than areas that are more affordable, such as Madison or the Janesville Beloit area. But they're all more expensive than Minnesota. And so with that, and we think this means that state policymakers need to focus on health care costs, that this is extremely important. It's not even on the radar screen in Madison. Uh, we believe it's more in the, uh, on the radar screen in, in, in Minnesota, uh, even though they're doing better. But we'll, I'll allow uh, uh, Representative Schultz to uh, talk about that a little bit, obviously, when, when we get to her. So with that, I want to hand it over to my colleague, Kevin Kane, our lead organizer, who crunched all the numbers for this report and for the, uh, pre the three previous reports. So, Kevin, thanks for joining us. Thanks so much, and thanks, everyone, for being here. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on, on particular cities unless uh, uh, people on the call would like them to be heard. We can, we can share them a little bit later, uh, but we'll have all of them. They are currently on our website right now. We'll include them in a press release as well as a re uh, recording of this call. Uh, we do want to say first that while the uh, statewide comparison weighted average of the two states uh, is about 47% different, that really turns out to be $2,700 more in Wisconsin for premiums annually and deductibles altogether because obviously consumers pay both sides of that. But this is huge, very, very different depending on where you live. It, it could be anywhere from 13 to 91 percent higher uh, depending on where you live in, in Wisconsin. And that translates to over $730 uh, per person to over $5,200 per person depending on where you live. Uh, and so what we're seeing is uh, some of the worst states, or excuse me, some of the worst metros in Wisconsin in terms of how much more expensive it is. Uh, our central Wisconsin, the Wausau area, Racine and Milwaukee, with uh, four to pretty much $5,000 more per year uh, when you look at premiums and deductibles, 90-plus percent higher than the average Minnesotan. Um, and the best place in, in the state in terms of this disparity, uh, the lowest disparity, is the Madison-Jeansville area. Mm. But even there, it's still hundreds of hundreds of dollars more for the exact same types of plans. And uh, this is a, a really... Uh, disturbing thing when you can see you know thousands and thousands of dollars more that people are paying. We also found that when you actually look at Minnesota rates, um, and a lot of the attention has been on premiums in Minnesota, that in areas of the state, if you look at both premiums and deductibles this year to last year, it's actually more affordable in places like Rochester and Duluth. Their costs actually went down with uh, those sort of things. And so that's, that's something that you're not really seeing a lot of attention on. But looking the two together, uh, Wisconsin is not only paying more uh, than Minnesota, as it has for the last three years. It's getting worse and worse. Uh, and so this has a, been a growing, growing problem that we think needs to be taken care of. The last thing I'm going to say is um, 
obviously there's many things that go into the cost of healthcare, uh, negotiations between providers and the like. But in the places where you wouldn't expect such a big disparity is right on the border counties, uh, right between our two states, where oftentimes not only do families live on both sides, but businesses and healthcare providers, uh, places like Gunderson and Mayo, are on both sides of the border. And yet you're seeing places like Superior and Duluth, where uh, it's 42% higher in Superior than right over the bridge in Duluth. And that turns out to $2,000 more per person per year in premiums and deductibles. Hudson's more expensive than Stillwater. La Crosse is more expensive than Winona. Places that are right on the border, you, it's very, very surprising to see this level of, of disparity. So um, we'll go over a little bit more of what this means um, and, and the different cities that people would like to say, but we definitely we wanted to give it a chance for some of our legislators in the public comment. Yeah, and let me just say, for those of you who didn't request an embargoed report, it's up on the front of our website. If you go to citizenactionwa.org, you can start to actually look at these numbers as well. And we're also going to, I neglected to mention, open this up for questions and unmute people after we're finished with the speakers. And uh, we can talk about specific areas as well when we do that. So I'm next going to turn it over to State Representative Deborah Colty, who in her short time in the State Assembly has already become a major leader on health care issues. And it's, and it's a pleasure to have you on the call, Representative. Thanks for joining us. Well, thank you very much. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes, we can. Okay. Um, anyway, thank you for having me. This is, this is such an important topic for the citizens of Wisconsin. Um, we introduced the rate review bill, and on October 2nd, I wrote to the um, committee chairs and to Commissioner Nichols, ask them to please have a hearing on this because I think that the citizens of Wisconsin want legislators to support policies that are going to protect some of their hard-earned money. Um, five weeks later, the commissioner finally responded, and um, it, some of his comments were interesting. One of the first comments was that our rate review was okay and could be passive because if we didn't do a good job, um, the federal government would step in. But as we know, the federal government has given the state some latitude, and and it is absolutely our responsibility to um, to look at rates and and to do an aggressive review. The other one comment that caused me great concern was that it's about health care costs, and that it that the rates simply reflected the health care costs. Well, first of all, I am somebody who doesn't believe that we know the cost of health care anymore. We only know what people are charging, and health insurance premiums are absolutely, and what insurers pay to um, providers is absolutely part of the equation. So when we talk about health care costs or charges, insurance premiums and what the public pay is absolutely part of that equation. And the last thing, he mentioned several other things, but the, one of the last things he said is that public hearings are ineffective, and um, I just disagree. I think that the, the public hearings are essential if people are ever going to understand what they're paying for medical care. So um, I, I, I was disappointed in the insurance commissioner's reply, and um, I'm, I still am. Um, we will send letters again, and I've spoken to the chairman, and I hope that we'll have a hearing on the rate review bill. I, I think it's an essential bill for Wisconsin. Uh, thank you very much, Representative, and I should point out that you and Senator Larson have a conference rate review bill, which would uh, make us a leader in this if it was seriously considered, but it's not even, as you pointed out, had a hearing yet. Uh, so no. let me go to a place. Uh, Minnesota has a much more aggressive rate review, though obviously Minnesota is also concerned about cost. Everyone is, so being better than Wisconsin doesn't necessarily mean 
everything is 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 as low as and and, and high value as it should be. Uh, but we re- we met uh, Minnesota State Representative Jennifer Schultz up in Duluth. We did an event this summer, and so she's a real leader on healthcare issues um, on the Minnesota side. So uh, Representative Schultz, uh, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. Can you hear me okay? Uh, yes, you're, you're coming through loud and clear, so go right ahead. Okay, Thank you. Okay, great. So for, first of all, I want to say that um, health care costs are becoming more and more of a problem, not just for low-income families, but for middle-class, working-class families. It's becoming a much larger percentage of their budget, and this is just not sustainable in Minnesota or Wisconsin. And so Minnesota, you know, Minnesota is different than Wisconsin in, in several ways. One is that we were already geared up to be very much compliant with ACA before it had been passed. So we, you know, because we regulate what's covered, we had pretty extensive coverage in our public programs and in our uh, in, and in the private side as well. And so we only had to basically climb a small hill instead of a mountain, and now we're, we think we're on the other side of that hill and a lot of other states are climbing that mountain. And the other thing is we do have a lot more regulation of our health plans. So our Department of Commerce um, doesn't allow junk policies to be sold and has gotten rid of a lot of those policies post-ACA. And in Wisconsin, you're still selling policies that don't offer a lot of coverage, and that segregates the insurance market. And so you have healthier people off of your exchange marketplace, and um, so you have higher-risk people there, so it drives up the premiums. We did, in fact, um, figure out that we would get more federal uh, subsidies for premiums to help uh, families cover their costs if we, if the premium were to rise. Because it, you know, before last year we had really low premiums across the country. We allowed premiums to rise this time because uh, um, the budget was cut for some of our programs, and we had to cost shift. But we did that on the premium side and not on the um, deductible side, and people got helped out. Um, for instance, a lot of people, even though premiums went up, they're going to get more subsidies and, and see a lower price for the overall coverage um, next year. Um, other things that we that we experience is that we have a much more integrated healthcare system and provider group in the metro area that really drives um, lower costs and efficiencies. And in the last session, even though I was in the minority party in the House, um, we were able to amend a Republican bill to audit our health plans that um, did for our public program, Medicaid and Minnesota Care, and audit them to make sure that they're not putting things in the administrative costs that shouldn't be in there and looking, really looking at to see whether or not we're paying them fairly. So there's much more oversight. And even, you know, that was a bipartisan bill, and it passed to make sure we're saving taxpayer money in the state. The other thing that we did in this last session was that we formed a bipartisan task force, and it's been meeting every week at the Capitol to figure out um, how we can lower costs and innovate our healthcare marketplace, provide more seamless coverage to avoid those cliffs that you see when your income changes, to make sure that we reduce health disparities, we improve access to healthcare, and it's been a wonderful working group that we've been um, able to convene and we're making a lot of headway and really, and also trying to, you know, think of some innovative things to do for our federal waivers to um, save costs in our miniature, our exchange marketplace in the state. Um, and, and so really it's a, it's a combination of many things um, that has made us more successful 
and uh, at making sure health care coverage is more affordable. And prior to the ACA and post-ACA, that Wisconsin's just not doing. Uh, thank you very much, Representative. That was a very helpful overview of what Minnesota has been doing and how you're moving forward beyond the, uh, the debate about whether we're going to have the Affordable Care Act or not, and actually focusing on cost and value. I now want to introduce uh, Senator John Erpenbach, who is a major leader on health care issues, is the architect of a, a actually much more comprehensive health care uh, reform plan that predates the Affordable Care Act, Healthy Wisconsin, and is, uh, remains extremely active on these issues and watches them closely. So, Senator Erpenbach, thank you very much for joining us on the call. Thank you, Robert. Uh, this obviously uh, is, is a pretty frustrating report, and I think what uh, in Wisconsin what Republicans need to understand is that, is that the Affordable Care Act is the law, and within that law, uh, states are provided with tools that they need to tailor the Affordable Care Act to, to what they need in their particular state. And, and what we've been experiencing here in Wisconsin is rather than take those tools and, and uh, make insurance options better for Wisconsinites, uh, the governor and, and others basically thrown up roadblocks and do have done whatever they can to try to make sure that the Affordable Care Act actually fails, even at uh, the expense of high high-cost health care plans for Wisconsinites. So what we need to do here is we need to understand, first of all, that the Affordable Care Act is the law of the land. And Wisconsin should move forward, taking a look at, at setting up its own exchange. Wisconsin should certainly take the Medicaid expansion. There are things we can do right now to help lower the cost overall of, of health care and health insurance in Wisconsin, but we don't seem to be doing that. So I, I tend to think it's time to put down the uh, partisan uh, differences that we have on this particular issue. I know Governor Walker, when he ran for president, makes uh, repealing um, the Affordable Care Act, uh, uh, one of his centerpieces of his campaign, which lasted, I think, a grand total of 70 days. So uh, for the betterment of Wisconsin, Wisconsin, I see need to really roll up our sleeves. Uh, Democrats and Republicans work together to help over the cost. Thank you very much, Senator, and for all you're continuing to do uh, to, to bring us to that point. Uh, we're going to open up for questions. I just want to quickly summarize that the, the report does have three policy solutions that you're happy to dig into more. And these these aren't, and there's no one catch-all that does everything, but these are evidence-based that would actually reduce premiums in Wisconsin. One is taking the, the money for Medicaid for Badger Care. Another is the comprehensive rate review bill uh, that uh, that's, uh, Representative Colsey on this call and Senator Chris Larson have introduced. And another is to outlaw the insurance of uh, the sale of junk insurance plans, because as, as Representative Schultz from Minnesota pointed out, that actually segregates the market and brings healthier people out of the risk pool, raising the rate for everyone else. And we have Kevin just say another word on, on the solutions, and then we're going to open it up for questions, both in general and then specifically about the area of the state you may cover. Mm -hmm. we, can talk, we can go to the local level and the question and answer as well. So, Kevin, you want to add a little? The, uh, the one thing I want to say, just the magnitude of this cost, uh, just to put this out there, we, we live in Milwaukee when we're, we're making this phone call. And uh, uh, to, to point out the difference between us and, say, a, a city like Duluth, um, the difference in cost is if I was buying a health insurance plan in, say, Duluth than Milwaukee, I could not only buy the entire plan, I could fly to Duluth twice and pay for a semester of college at UW-Milwaukee and still have money left over for Christmas presents. I mean, this is how much different the costs are between our two cities. Uh, it, it's very huge. And so the main thing comes down to their state's trying to go beyond the law and actually make it work for people, and our state's still trying to refight the debate. So uh, that's the main piece we want to say. So, Kevin, the people need to do star six to unmute and ask a question. So uh, any questions in general about the general problem and solutions or about a specific area of the state? 
star six on mute. Uh, Kevin's going to unmute anyone, everyone just to make sure here. All attendees are muted. All attendees are unmuted. Okay, so everyone should be unmuted. So, uh, and any questions? Kevin, if you could touch on uh, the lacrosse area comparisons. Absolutely. So the lacrosse area is um, uh, interesting, not just because of, you know, right over the border, but also, you know, traditionally lacrosse has been a pretty high cost uh, area. And a lot of the times because we've been looking at premiums, uh, but adding in the deductibles too also has a factor. So we're seeing that lacrosse is about 27% more than just Winona right over the border. Uh, and that turns into about $1,827 uh, more per person per year in, in literally one side of the river versus the other side. And so this is a, a big thing. But when you look at the you know average state of Minnesota, the average Minnesota, Minnesota resident, uh, you're seeing that lacrosse coverage is 48% more expensive, uh, which turns out to be $2,700 uh, more. And so that's uh, quite a bit of money. Um, we have on here, on, on the full report, just what that actually looks like for monthly premiums and deductibles, and we have a total cost in the report, too. But it's a lot more expensive than right over the border and even more expensive when you look at the entire state. Okay, and, and again, the whole report is on our website. If you go to cisnationwi.org. Uh, other questions? Ke 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 Kevin, this is Representative Schultz. Do you know how much Wisconsin has lost by not expanding Medicaid and taking millions of dollars from the federal government to cover expansion? Uh, we have an estimate in the report based on a national study, so it's a little bit hard to quantify, but, Kevin, isn't the number uh, 7 10% to just 10% difference between states that take the Medicaid money versus those that don't, according to the RAND Corporation? And the reason is, is that you essentially uh, force more people with health conditions into private insurance, and those who are motivated to buy it, even if they can, can barely afford it, are those with more health conditions. And so it therefore increases the cost of private insurance as well as making health insurance less affordable to others. Um, uh, to people, you know, people can actually sign up for the state's Medicaid program. Kevin, did you want to add anything? You know, that? The only thing, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. The, the main thing is that when when Minnesota decided to create or have Minnesota Care cover people up to what Badger Care used to, twice the poverty line, uh, they now help make sure that some of the low and moderate income families are able to actually afford health care, and that prevents them from being uninsured. If they're going to the private market and are forced to pay per a huge cost that they can't truly afford, there many of them are not going to get it. And so what we're seeing is the very you know the, the most recent data out there on uncompensated care for our hospitals versus Minnesota hospitals. Wisconsin has four times as much uncompensated care at hospitals from the uninsured going to emergency rooms and unable to pay their bills. And a good reason for that is because Minnesota is able to ensure that people can truly afford it no matter what their health insurance or health, excuse me, what their income is. And uh, Minnesota care is a big part of that. And reducing eligibility or denying people access to badger care uh, is a big problem. Glad you had that, Kevin. So, well, go right ahead. Most of our most of our providers in Minnesota, we've had a provider tax for a long time to cover our Minnesota Care program, and they've been happy to pay that tax because of their uncompensated care. Right. And so what you have here is two different factors, just to summarize. You have both uh, more sick people going onto the insurance market, raising rates, and you have uh, uncompensated care, which ends up shifting costs onto private insurance. Uh, and you see a huge difference between the two states on that because of their different approaches, both to Medicaid 
and to the add-on to Medicaid, you can do the basic the basic plan, which uh, Minnesota also did. So, thank you for bringing that up, Representative. Uh, other questions? I, I want to bring up one. More, I want to bring up one more point, and that's the number of people who are uninsured. So, Minnesota has been really successful at reducing that. And we're looking at only about, um, you know, five five and a half percent people are uninsured, which is really low. Right, and Wisconsin's been historically low, but has not made the progress Minnesota has because of our failure to take the uh, extra money for our Badger Care program, our state Medicaid program. Uh, so thanks for for putting that out. Uh, others on the uh, other questions. Okay, uh, hearing no additional questions, we are available. I'd answer questions uh, questions about specific cities and metro areas or other follow up questions, and we also will make will will if you want to be hooked up with an, with one of the other speakers on the call, uh, Representative Colsby, Representative Schultz, or uh, Senator Erpenbach, we would be happy to make that connection as well. Uh, so thank you very much, everyone, for joining our call today, and uh, uh, we appreciate it. So take care, everyone.